the vital way. Where ancient wisdom meets the cutting edge to optimize your vitality and performance. There are no right ways, just better ways. Hey, it's Logan Christopher here with the Vital Way Podcast. Once again, joined by Cloud, and today we started talking about this a little previously, but uh, how to take herbs. We want to go a little bit more detail into that because, well, a lot of these herbs are kind of weird, kind of interesting taste, if you want to put it that way, and a lot we get a lot of questions, you know, how do you take these, what are some different ways, so we wanted to deal with that in today's podcast. So I, th- I think a first sort of a big picture thing would be talk about there's basically five different flavors. That's how most of the old systems, how they spread them out. Uh, I have a little bit more familiarity with the Chinese medicine versus the Ayurveda. I can't remember off the top of my head how they they break up the different flavors. But um, in Chinese medicine, they also have the five elements. Now, these elements interact with emotions. There's different physical components. You have the meridians that correspond to them. So the water element has to do with the salty taste. That makes a lot of sense because you have the salt and water, the kidneys, all that sort of stuff. The wood element has to do with the sour taste. Also, the uh, wood season, that would be spring. These are spread into the five seasons as well, water being the um, winter. Yes. And then we have the fire element, summer, and that is, this one makes sense as well, the pungent, also known as spicy. Although there are some different qualities of pungent as well. Um, Then we have the earth element. This is sort of the Indian summer or the solstice. Uh, There's a couple different models in how they separate this out. The earth element has to do with the balance between them. Or it is spread out in sort of the five, the star model of the elements. So this has to do with the sweet taste. Uh, One thing, people are also divided into these different elements, and uh, one thing that earth elements, they can have a bit more of a sweet tooth, and then the problems that can come with that, being overweight, diabetes, that sort of thing. Uh, Then the final element is the metal element. This has to do with autumn, and it is the bitter taste that is going with it. So like I said, uh, Ayurveda, probably all sorts of different uh, medicinal schools of thought out there, they look at the taste not just as, oh, it tastes like that, or that's good, or that's bad, but uh, that, that indicates some of its action, what it actually does in the body, uh, where it may correspond, what its different organ systems it may be working on. So that's an important thing, why taste is actually important, and why these herbs, well, a lot of them are bitter, because they have alkaloids, that's one thing that tends to be bitter, but uh, you'll notice some herbs are uh, salty, some are sour, you have all kinds of different tastes these. So let's talk Wait, about some ways to make them taste. Do good. we get all five tastes yeah. in different herbs? Uh, so in Shazandra and a couple others, uh, Ayurveda, they, I believe they have a couple in there as well. But Shazandra is pretty interesting in Chinese medicine. It's the only one that's known. It's called the five flavor fruit because it actually has all five flavors. Now, if you haven't tried our Shazandra, it is amazing <laughs> stuff. Um, its predominant taste is sour. That's kind of the the biggest thing people notice, right? But there is some bitterness to it. That's kind of like behind. Uh, I forget how it breaks up the different parts of the tongue registered the different tastes. Uh, There's a little bit of sweetness in there as well. It is a berry, so that's not too surprising. Uh, And then there's just a tiny bit of that pungency, which is kind of the 
um, expansiveness of the flavor as well as the saltiness in there as well. You know what's funny about the Shazandras that I've never been very good at like dis- dissecting taste mm-hmm. like I've, you've become very good at. Um, but very good. <laughs> well, way better than me yeah. anyway. And I know my wife can do that kind of stuff too. Well, and the, I put yeah. my the Shazandra. <laughs> I can actually. I mean, I when I eat the Shazandra, I can taste all five flavors. Yeah. In it. You, know. yeah. you may need to take it a couple times and understand that as a sense, you know, some people are more visual, some people are better in touch with their body or their feelings, that sort of thing. Uh, taste is a sense that you can train and get better. I mean, if you look at people that drink wine, right, they can pick out flavor notes in the mm-hmm. wine so much. It's the same way with herbs, and uh, that can actually be a way of sort of understanding the herb a little bit better, understand these characteristics of the flavor much more. So, so that, that, that's a very cool thing, which says, Andrew, I definitely recommend you try that out just to understand that, but... As far as how to take herbs, how do you take Shazandra? I like, this is one I like to carry with me because it comes in this small package, right? Just pour a little out in my hand when I'm like traveling around and throw it in my mouth. It Dude, tastes good. I just put the bag up to my mouth and pour it in. Uh, I have literally, I, I, sometimes I do a spoon mm-hmm. if I want to measure the amount, okay? But I have put the bag up to my mouth before and had half the bag drop in. <laughs> And man, is that sour in the beginning. Yeah. And I love sour, but I could hardly stand it. But geez, if I ate it all, and I did, uh, I literally felt the energy go through me by eating like five grams of it on accident. Yeah, absolutely. It's powerful stuff. Yeah, I, I, as I was saying, I really like to travel with that one because it's something that can easily fit in my pocket. And I may not, I don't like to take a whole bunch of herbs where I need because sometimes I don't have spoons or something, may not be able to mix it. You know, some travel better than others, but that's one I can carry on me. And generally, if I'm traveling, like I'm attending workshops or giving workshops or otherwise need to pay attention. So it helps with the mental alertness. The well, concentration. yeah, and, and with our version, you do need so little of it. Mm-hmm. A, what, a quarter teaspoon is a gram. So you don't hardly need any of it. Mm-hmm. Normally when I put it up to my mouth, I'm just like, boom, just tap it a little bit and a tiny bit falls in and I'm done. Yeah. So that one tastes pretty good, even though I, I have encountered some people that don't like the taste because yeah. it's too much for them. Well, so you should try the other in, stuff. <laughs> in general, in our experience so far, anything with berry behind it, you know, most yeah. people do like, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier than some of the other herbs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about pine pollen. It's kind of our main one. We definitely have some, we will, we'll be doing some videos on other ways to take herbs and more stuff. We got the recipe book. We got the instructions on taking stuff with pine pollen, but uh, what, what's your favorite way to take pine pollen? I eat it. I literally throw it in my mouth and maybe a little water depending on how hydrated I am. I definitely used to let it dissolve in my mouth on, you know, sometimes I do that, sometimes I don't. Um, but I literally eat the pine pollen. Okay. Doesn't cause a choking hazard? <laughs> Cough well, it up? come on. <laughs> come on now. Come on. So, so people are thinking yeah, this. I, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to educate you guys right now. If you put pine pollen powder in your mouth, do not breathe, okay? <laughs> because enough. it will go down your airways. You will start coughing and all the pine pollen will come flying out of your mouth i've seen my child do this i've seen adults do this don't you got to be careful okay start with a little bit you know get some experience Mm -hmm. um 
But yes, I just eat it. Uh, yeah. If I make a smoothie, I will throw it in there, no problem. I always take tons of fine pollen every day. Um, I used to, when we first started, mm-hmm. I used to throw it in water. Mm-hmm. Okay, pine pollen doesn't like to mix in water very oh, well. Mixes pretty well. Well, okay, stuff. for me, it <laughs> didn't seem to mix well. I didn't like that, so that's when I just started eating it. The other herbs tend to mix better, you know, from, in my opinion. Like ashwagandha doesn't like to mix. Right, some um, clump up and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. So I used to do drinks, but now, for the most part, I just eat every single herb. Pretty pine pollen, especially, I... I have my Megadose sitting there. When I walk by it, if I haven't had a spoonful in a while, I just grab the spoon, throw it in my mouth, and go about my way. Mm-hmm. That's how I take it. Yeah. I'd say I, I do more of the mixing in water. Uh, just I find that's a little easier. Um, but I do do, from time to time, put it in my mouth. Makes sense to me to do that. And then just throwing it in shade. It's a pretty easy one. Some people, um, once again, that's one of the better tasting herbs, I'd say. Well, it actually has a sort of pleasant pine uh, flavor, but there, there's a little bit of bitterness in there. There's yeah, quite a I few mean, different things going on. So, yeah, um, to me, it's actually kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I've had, I've thrown too much in drinks, and it, to me, made the drink bitter mm-hmm. um, because of the pine pollen. Um, and then I recently opened up a Megadose. It didn't taste as piney as it all most of the time does you Mm -hmm. know and but i don't think it's bad i think different times of the year maybe different harvest locations different trees different soils yeah all kinds Uh, of things it's a natural thing so and a lot of people have commented you know on Mm -hmm. sometimes the bag the 50 gram bags and the megadose taste different Mm -hmm. you know and these are all possibilities again we're working with nature here right so well, you don't have standardization mm-hmm. in nature. So, you know, standardization with herbs is where they make everything the same every time. Right. And, and they, 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 they standardize it for a, a certain active constituent. Yeah. Uh, generally, so they get a certain percentage, a fraction of that in there. But, yeah, this is just raw pine pollen. So, yeah. yeah. And One bag may taste a little different from the other. Yeah. And that, that, and that's I mean, that, that'll happen in food, too. I, uh, I haven't really experienced this, but they're saying, like, a butter from summer and winter months is what, quite significantly different. Oh, yeah. Well, cows, if you yeah. get butter from the first grass, right. that's going to have so much gonna more taste nutrients diff- in it. Yeah, taste different, which indicates different uh, nutrient yeah. profiles as yeah. well. Yeah. I love spring <laughs> butter. Yeah. Okay, so, so we talked about, you know, just... Good. Just throwing stuff in your mouth. That's it's a great way. I definitely recommend at least one time, even if you don't want to take herbs, don't want to deal with the taste, uh, which we are advising that is something you should do, but at least once taste the herb so you can understand it a little bit from that sort of perspective. So, one thing right here. Do you know what the first thing is when we get a new herb in that we are interested in testing from a supp- different supplier or brand new herb we've never heard of what is the first thing we do once we get it take it taste we it. <laughs> taste it every single herb okay we might smell it first like we just did right. over there and that whatever we took over there just made us choke um when we zane and i smelled it and then i just took it i just ate it and i started 
choking because I've never experienced anything like that. I'm, very pungent flavor. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you. That would be pungent, right? Because my tongue was like spicy on mm-hmm. fire kind of. And I honestly have not experienced tastes like this from herbs yet. And there's a label on it that we can't read. We, we can't don't even read know the what label. it is. <laughs> you, know, you know, so this is a new supplier, but that's what we do. We taste it. That's the very first thing we do. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's going to indicate certain things. Even if you don't know that, yeah, I mean, that's that's your first experience with the herb. Uh, just, it, you have to tune into the subtlety, but by tasting it there rather than taking a pill, you're going to actually be able to feel its effects. Once again, you have to sort of attune yourself, and this can be sort of a practice that takes a long time to develop, but by attuning yourself to... The flavor of the herb, that's your, sort of the entrance of it going into your body, and then you're going to get some of its action going on right there. Uh, uh, just the other night, I tried uh, Kratom, which is something we may put out in the future, which is uh, kind of a sedative drug. <laughs> it, uh, herb, it seems to be pretty powerful stuff. It has similar effects to opium. Right, except a much minor degree, oh. according to what I was it's looking good. up on. So I just took it, and I felt like a just a tiny bit on my tongue. I tasted that, and it wasn't bad or anything. But I just felt like whoom, this just like relaxation of my body. It just like brought things down a notch. And like you're saying, if you want the full effects of a nerve, mm-hmm. you need to taste them. Your uh, and our greatest example was Zane and I were doing research. And we came across a thing about Tripala. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tripala is very bitter and sour. It's got amalaki, so it's sour, but it's also very bitter. And we have a raw, great raw those, version. Those uh, fruits have multiple different tastes. I don't think any of them, one of them might be five flavor, according yeah. to Ayurveda, but the other ones have like three or four, right. I believe. So, I mean, the combination of these three fruits, the amalaki, bibitake, hirataki, uh, just there's so much bitterness, sourness, everything there. Okay, and this is raw. And we read, you know, you have to chew Tripala to, you know, to experience it awaken your mind. Hmm. Okay, and we're like, really? Okay, you know, because if you take it in a pill, you're not going to experience. So we just go run over there. We grab some Tripala, only a quarter teaspoon. We throw it in our mouth, you know, start chewing on it get it going and boom my head picked up instantly mm-hmm. and to me and that was only what i don't know six eight months ago okay and that was really my first um not first but introduction to yes taste is that important mm-hmm. i had not had that happen before where i had never had that effect i'd always t- swallowed down trifala Chasing it with water, either before or after, like Logan shown on the Tongcat video, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't want to taste it. Um, but I never got that head straightening effect. Mm-hmm. So if you put Trifala in a pill, you would never get that effect. So I think again, we actually just heard that recently with a Tongcat from a customer. He was putting it in pills and taking it, saying I wasn't really noticing anything. So I decided to man up and just. Take it as you guys were talking about. Uh, Zane mentioned it on a couple of his articles about the Tonkangs. Like it was then that he started to feel the effects from it, right. uh, which is just really interesting. Just well, passing on. You know what, guys, ladies, <laughs> it's my opinion. You know that 
you know, if you're a real human being, you'll taste the tongue cat. Yeah. Don't stop being a wuss <laughs> and freaking taste it. I know well, there's a bunch of you that can't stand it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, come I, on. I don't like the taste myself, and I, oftentimes I do do that. But the, I actually wrote that on the uh, the tongue cat page, like uh, this is extremely bitter, which it is. Uh, just th- because it is ex- uh, quite concentrated, that's why it's, there's so much more bitterness because uh, I don't... It's not the raw form. Yeah, it's not the raw form. I, b- I believe it's actually, I don't think it's standardized, but it has a very high fraction of those bitter components in it. Um, I buy the first thing, the first man up, you know? Yeah. So you, you're actually taking something in order to boost testosterone. That's about right. being a man. And a man can go out there and, you know, have something that doesn't taste bad because you know it's it's good for him, a right? A man doesn't have feelings. <laughs> no, he but doesn't have taste. I, Eat it. <laughs> so, really, if you can uh, sort of embody this quality of, you know, just, okay, it tastes bad, so what? Do it anyway. Yeah. Well, right? if you want, you know, the boost of testosterone mm-hmm. and what comes with that, mm-hmm. maybe you have to manage. Yeah. So, uh, the... First, I heard about this, and uh, a guy I was studying with, he was talking about especially the bitter action. One of the actions of that, I'm not saying this is with Tonkat Ali, but other plants, uh, dandelion leaves, for instance, you know, they're quite a bit more bitter than any sort of salad you may have, right? But the bitter action, one that has, one of the things that does is a digestive effect. If you just take a pill of that, it's not going to have it because the first sort of communication, the message starts in your mouth with that uh, that bitter taste which starts the digestion the going agony. better. Yeah, the agony in Ayurvedic terms to be able to process what's coming much more. So that, that was a first sign of bitter, but, or first sign, first thing I heard about uh, the bitter taste doing this, but it, I believe it's true with all the different flavors, that taste is going to then have a guiding action for what the herb's supposed to do. Because if it just hits your gut in a pill, then it may not work as well. It doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, the shamans back in the day when they were talking to plants, learning what they do, <laughs> they were encapsulating their plants and skipping the whole taste thing. Yeah. Right, guys? There's, there's actually yeah. a lot of other ways you can take herbs, you know. Inflexation, you know, <laughs> nasally, all sorts of stuff like that. Suppositories. Uh, uh, we we don't have experience in that with therapists. It probably I have, to... wait, I have sniffed pine pollen. <laughs> Accidentally or on purpose? No, I did it on purpose. Just <laughs> screw it. It's a natural product. It's completely raw. It's not extracted. It, mm-hmm. So nothing's been done to it. And I just wanted to see what would happen, you know. And mm-hmm. it literally picked me up. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't recommend it, but, you know, yes, we, I got to try everything. We got a few lines of pine pollen laid out here. <laughs> no. Uh, that'd be interesting. That'd be especially bad for a person with a pine pollen allergy. Oh, God. <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, so, going back. So, we, we talked about different ways you can take them, right? So, uh, you mentioned the Tomcat video. Because it's extremely bitter and that is going to stop people, despite what we're saying right here. Uh, this was actually something Cloud started doing, right? And he spread to me and Zane. So, you take a gulp of water, like just a little bit in there. Then throw whatever herb you... You put some have, water in your mouth. You put some mouth. Hold yeah, you hold it in there. You don't. You don't swallow the water. Then you take the spoonful, whatever amount of herb. Then you throw that in your mouth on top of the water. Wait, let me just add. I have done 
way too much ashwagandha before mm -hmm. and ashwagandha floats on water and when I tried to swallow it I almost choked <laughs> and it was about a tablespoon so don't yeah. do that so what I recommend for this because I've done it even with the sort of the pine pollen even though I don't really that doesn't really bother me the taste or anything but uh, don't try to do like a heaping teaspoon like a or tablespoon at a time that's too much powder for probably too little water so if you're going to do something with a bit bigger dose do like this like a couple times three Dude, three teaspoons. Yeah. Yes, it'll be way easier. So you, you, you got the water in your mouth, yeah. sitting there, then you throw the herbs on top, and then you just swallow it all down. You take another swig of water to help it wash down. It's kind of like you're just, you're not encapsulating it, but it's with the water, so you don't even taste it all that much. Yeah, you get a little bit of the taste, though. Yeah, well, it, and it takes some practice. Yeah. It, it took me a while, a while to figure this out. Um, and get good at it. And if you time it right, you throw the herb, you swallow right when it lands on the water. Literally, hardly any of it will yeah. touch your tongue. The thing you do not want to do is then close your mouth and swish it around. Because then the herb will be <laughs> all throughout. The first time they're explaining this and I tried it and I was like, wait, oops. <laughs> it was either too much powder or something. But then, yeah, avoid doing that because then the herb will be all over your mouth. And it will you be know, stuck between your teeth. And you know, you know how I discovered this yeah. was um, in taking gunpowder at night. Yeah, I gunpowder is the name for the black shilajit with trifolia. Man, I I will take Which that is at night. Rough stuff. That's I will take that at night. Testing. So in the morning, everything comes out fine. <laughs> and that stuff for all the herbs we've had, I still don't like very much. <laughs> that's so rough. that's why I. You know, discovered that was to avoid taking tasting that. And let me tell you, you still taste it. Yeah. Even if you do it correctly. Um, the funny thing about taste is I could not stand our aunt when we first got it. Yeah. Um, could not stand it. And our friend was licking the bag and I'm like grossed out by it because <laughs> I could not stand the taste. I knew how good the aunt was for me, you know, and all the research Logan had told us and put up on the website. So I just kept taking it every day. And to this day, it's one of my favorite tasting herbs now. Yeah. So you can get over it. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with food, right? Um, I used to not eat any fruits or vegetables, right? Not any at all. And then I became an adult and was like, yeah, hey, maybe I should get into this health stuff and start eating I some think, of these I things. I think right? that's kind of different. When you're a kid, you have different tastes. Well, the kid, yes. But what I'm saying is when I became an adult, it's like, oh, this thing tastes bad to me. That's that's uh, perception. You know, does it actually taste bad? If you go into something like, okay, I'm not making judgments about how this right. tastes. Just actually experience the taste that then just if you're automatically labeling anything bitter as bad then you're not going to be able to stand bitter things if you do the same thing with sour with whatever but if you go in with an open mind just experience it it's it's quite a bit different so don't have like you're saying don't have preconceived notions right. of what it's going to taste like like my daughter last night mm -hmm. we go hey try this and she doesn't even Look, she just says no, because anything we want her to try, she doesn't like. <laughs> we were trying to hand her chocolate, yeah. and we, you know, she didn't even look. She's just like, no, nah, I don't want it. You know, and we're like, are you kidding me? Do you see what this is? Oh, my God, yes, I want that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> you know, don't, herbs don't taste bad if you don't go in thinking that way. Mm -hmm. So... 
What other herbs can we talk about? Anything different? Taste-wise? Well, how to take them. Uh, one thing I like to do, I mean, I mentioned this, the how to take herb ebook, which if, if you order from us, you get that for free. We have all kinds of different things. One, you can cook with these, so, I mean, we could talk about all kinds of things, but truthfully, I haven't done that much cooking, cooking with them. Um, well, I just, my wife, you know, throws, she'll it, and... Amalaki, she loves cooking with Amalaki. Uh, she throws that stuff in her chilies. This is in the book too. Her yeah. chili, um, she makes awesome pulled pork. She will put herbs on that. And again, this is important to not really cook with the pine pollen because it is a raw product. Um, the extracts have been processed somewhat. Oh, with heat? With heat already, so they are kind of stable. You can cook with them. Mm -hmm. um, pine pollen is more like a topping, so... Like put it in yogurt or I used to make my own like trail mix kind of cereal with coconut milk and all nuts and berries and I'd throw all different herbs in there, you know, and it tasted great. I loved it, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. yeah. One thing I like to do is uh, I drink coffee fairly oh, regularly. Yes. Uh, yes. Along with the coffee, I do a uh, teaspoon of chaga mushroom in there. Uh, that That's a raw one, so and you can eat chaga raw, but... Uh, it works great as an extract, so just I, I use a French press. So oftentimes I haven't been doing it as much recently, but then I would also throw the reishi and or cordyceps into the coffee. Those don't have a whole lot of taste, uh, just through the extraction method that uh, they go through. Uh, so those blend in quite well. Then you have a very medicinal mushroom coffee that can taste quite good. Yeah, to you. <laughs> I, I think I've tried it. I don't like it as much. Um, me personally, because uh, I like to have my coffee, mm -hmm. um, I've become kind of addicted to throwing pitch in my coffee. Pitch in your coffee? Yes. I throw pitch, and sometimes I'll sit down and be like, this doesn't taste... Oh, crap. It's not dark enough because I don't have pitch in it. And then in the so past... It's not dark water, but dark water and coffee. Dark water and coffee. Well, here's the thing. I... I do bulletproof coffee or my version of it um, with coconut. Do you blend up the – you just let it uh, dissolve? No, I'll throw it? it in the blender or if I've, it's too late, I'll just throw it in there. And it usually sits at the bottom, but I swirl it really hard. How big but, of a little piece do you Oh, use? not even – just a tiny bit, tiny bit. You know, I just try and get a little bit of the shilajit taste in there actually. I think it goes well with coffee. Yeah. Um, That's okay. And, One thing about taste, we really haven't talked about that, but if you can match flavors along yeah, what goes, with – what Good you're doing? With bitter? More bitter? More bitter. <laughs> um, yeah. I've started putting Tongkat in my coffee quite frequently. I like it sometimes. I, I still I, haven't tried that after tasting Tongkat. I don't want to ruin a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, see, here's the... Oh, this is what I'm going to mention about the shilajit. Shilajit, per Ayurveda, works better when you consume it with milk. The reason that works... And I've done this personally. Mm, that's right. It has a much longer action if you consume it with milk. Now, personally, I only drink raw milk. I would never drink pasteurized milk and never suggest it to anyone. Um, uh, but the fats in raw, whole fat milk prevent the shilajit from, let's, from your body passing the shilajit along before it has a chance to pull everything it can out of it. Mm. So I believe when I throw it in my coffee with all that butter mm. and all the coconut oil, those fats act in the same way as the milk helping my body to delay the digestion to get more out of the shilajit. Interesting. I will That's have to try that one. my theory. That makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, and fats in general will probably help with absorption of a lot of herbs. Uh, although they're, uh, let's talk about that: taking herbs on an empty stomach versus taking them with food. Uh, so there's sort of different benefits to each of these. If you want to feel like the action of the herb, like most significantly, then an empty stomach is going to be the way to go. It's it's more of like a fast action, but you may not absorb as much. If you have food in there, because the body's absorbing all that, so it'll be slower action, but you can also then get... But what about the theory, first thing I consume in the morning, I get more nutrition out of? Yes, I would what agree about with that? that as well. So but I think there's something to that, but this on top of that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the... When do you take herbs? When do I take herbs? I literally get up in the morning. uh, I have a, you know, a good two or three cups of copper cup water. And then I will start taking pine pollen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I usually wait on my tong cat um, till I sit down and start doing work. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will definitely have pine pollen first thing because I, again, believe pine pollen is mostly about nutrition. First thing I'm going to have is pine pollen. Sometimes I throw in a little shilajit because it acts as a carrier for the nutrients. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm (laughs) I'm getting, I got shilajit carrying extra nutrients of the pine pollen as the first thing I'm eating, you know, maybe I'm getting every freaking nutrient I can out (laughs) of it. I don't know. But that's what I do first thing in the morning. And then, you know what, for me, it depends on how my day goes. Usually I do mine Mm -hmm. mid-afternoon, one or two, depending on what's going on in the day or how I'm feeling. Yeah. That's when – and I'm a two-dose guy. Um, I like doing a morning dose and an afternoon dose. Logan agrees. No, Um, I I do mine differently. (laughs) Well, okay. But Zane, he is always preferred to take a large dose in the morning. Yeah. So – I, I generally do something in the morning, uh, so I do the water and different herb, but then also there's some other herbs in the coffee as well, usually. Then I, inside of the afternoon, I, I generally do more in the evening. I often take stuff before I go to bed, uh, like right before I go to bed, kind of like recommending the mega dose or the morning wood test, you know, just take a heaping tablespoon of pine pollen right before you go to bed and you'll definitely notice some effects of that (laughs) the next morning uh but yeah you just got to find what works for you i I generally am busy throughout (laughs) my day and so uh, unless i'm taking something around my workout or sometimes i do i usually do one sort of smoothie or shake with blended stuff in it so i often throw herbs in that uh so sometimes here and there i'm I'm never very exactly regimented always changing things up but it's a for the most part, morning's my main time, and then sometimes at night. Well, like you're saying, you have to self-discover. You know, you are your own best doctor, if you want to call it that. No one's going to care as much about you as right. you are. I, um, on the flip side, tinctures, though. Like, we only got the pine pollen tincture right now, but I tincture a few things myself, and we'll definitely have some more of those in the future. But that's something I'll often take even more times in a day just because it's so much faster. You just, boom, squirt, and you're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like taking it first thing in the morning, though. No? I like actually, you know, doing a few. I don't know. Maybe it's the alcohol. <laughs> but uh, I do, like I said, you need to self-discover. We, you know, we had some general information in the beginning. No one hand-walked us through it. We discovered all of this on our own. 
and we discovered what worked for us. Like I said, I like twice a day, Zane likes once a day, he does it whatever, all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> I'm actually, I, I, I love it twice a day, but depending on what's going on, if I need mental acuity, I take some rhodiola. You know, if I feel like I'm getting sick, I'll just throw some ants, some ulithero, some freaking amalaki in my mouth. I, I walk by my herb cabinet back and forth all day, and I'll be like, oh, I want some of that now. Mm-hmm. You know, if I do actually get the workout, oh, crap, I'm going to take some marl and some amalaki and ashwagandha after. You know, so it just depends. you got to learn what works for you, and we will do our best to educate you on our own experiences and what we've found that, you know, science says this is why it does what it does and even the traditional reasons why it does what it does. But you do have to put some of your own work in. You do need to find out what is best for you personally. Um, Yeah, all the research and all the, you know, data, whether it's ancient or modern, you know, that's only a starting place from what you're then going to do. It doesn't replace experience. Well, yeah. I mean, just looking well, at science, like, you're not going to get the benefits of the herbs they're talking well, about. Well, <laughs> like I said in the last episode, the only way to truly know something is to experience it. And if, you, if I tell you how to take something or what it should do, doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. Only you can experience it mm-hmm. and know what's going to happen. That's why you are your own best doctor. Yeah. You know? Have a little faith in yourself. <laughs> you you know, it's kind of hard to screw the herbs up, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, people will find a way. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's like, it's yeah. not like, you know, drugs where if you do oh, yeah, this no, wrong, oh, if, yeah. you, if, uh, if I take this with this, it's going to have contraindications of this and that. It's there not as bad. Things, yeah, no, not it's, even close. Herbs are not as bad as like The lethal dose stuff. 50 of most of these herbs <laughs> doesn't even lethal exist. Dose. Yeah, the, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in that sense, yeah, you can't really screw yeah, it up. Yeah, I remember. The only way to screw it up is to not take the herbs at all. Well, yeah. What's the number one rule of herbalism? <laughs> is take your herbs. <laughs> what was it? I've seen studies. Oh, here we go. Studies, uh, but they force-fed rats like Eulothero. Yeah. Uh, and they would give them like ten times their body weights. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Eulothero, yeah, you could give to old one. people. I give to my two-year-old daughter because it's such a good general herb adaptogen immunity booster all this stuff and you cannot consume too much yeah all right well that's going to do it for this episode of the vital way uh we'd love to hear your feedback is there specific topics you'd like us to cover in the future uh is there stuff you know, whatever ideas we're open to hearing uh, in the future, in addition to these sort of roundtable discussions on specific things, we'll be bringing in special guests, having some other fun stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, and stay tuned for next time.